Hello, my name is Mickey, and I want to welcome you to my brand new journal podcast series called Wild Soul Magic. I am excited to be your host as I will be sharing my very own personal transformational life story as an aspiring artist while promoting the many healing benefits of art and nature along the way. You know, personal stories are powerful, they are emotional, and they can connect us in so many ways. So as a storyteller, it is my hope that not only do these stories inspire you, but will also help you to see that in all experiences we may encounter in life, there is always the gift of wisdom to be found. So sit back, relax, and let the stories begin. This is episode three, The Deep Dark Forest. Now that I'm a children's book author and illustrator, I can only hope that the books and images that I create will touch the lives of many and leave a positive and lasting impression just like the books I read as a child did for me. One of those stories that was my favorite that really left an impression on me was the classic Danish fairy tale story called The Ugly Duckling by Hans Christian Andersen that was first published in 1843. The Ugly Duckling is a classic children's story about a baby duckling who is the last to hatch of his family and looks very different from the rest of his siblings. He is so different that the other farm animals, including his own family, begin to treat him cruelly and call him names. And over time, the immense ridicule forces him into a scary world of isolation where he must battle his own self-worth. But through time and self-reflection, the little duck finally discovers what he's truly meant to be. This is a powerful adolescent story that teaches on the important topic of discrimination and shows the damaging effects of living in a negative environment that is filled with negative words and negative behavior. It also highlights the importance of self-reflection self-worth, and surrounding yourself with others that will love and accept you for who you really are. I can really relate to that ugly duckling in so many ways, starting from my early childhood days to even now. This story actually reminds me of one of my early adolescent experiences. It was an experience that happened toward the end of my sixth grade year, and with one of my favorite teachers. His name was Mr. Snyder. Mr. Snyder was one of the oldest teachers that I had ever had, but he was also one of the very best, as he was very popular among the students. He was a tall and slender man with a gray mustache and wore a golf cap wherever he went. He was wise and funny and had a passion for science and really loved to teach. On one particular day, toward the end of the school year, he decided to surprise his class with a very special gift. It was an incubator full of eggs, chicken eggs for the students to hatch and observe. And the top students with the best grades at the end of the year would be allowed to take home a baby chick. So time passed and within a month, some of the eggs began to hatch. It was exciting to watch as the baby chicks pecked their way into a brand new world. One by one, they emerged, looking mostly alike. 
all except one. Some students laughed while others poked fun as a tiny little chick stumbled about with a tiny crooked toe. Time passed, and before I knew it, my final years of grade school had finally come to an end, and my best friend Kelly and I had some of the top grades in the class. Excitement and laughter filled the halls as students signed yearbooks and gathered around the incubator one last time. One by one, each student took time in picking out their baby chicks. Then my turn came. I glanced into the incubator and quickly chose my baby chick. She stood all alone while the others sat huddled under the warm heat lamp. She had been rejected by the children and by her very own kind, as she was the one with the tiny crooked toe. My friend Kelly named her baby chick Hondo, but he turned out to be a rooster that crowed too much for the neighbors in town, so she eventually had to take hers to a local farm. My baby chick was named Butterball, and I kept her until she grew to a decent size, then took her to live out her days on my grandmother's farm. And just like the ugly duckling, she too turned out beautiful because over time, that crooked little toe straightened right out. In many fairy tale stories, there is always the element of struggle as the hero must battle the enemies while making their way through the deep dark forest. In my own personal fairy tale story, the enemies have turned out to be my very own negative thoughts and beliefs that began in the deep dark forest of my adolescence. At 13 years of age, when my interest in boys began to emerge, so too did my first signs of puberty. Acne sucks. It was frustrating, embarrassing, and made me feel really ugly at times. I had to learn to put on makeup fast just to avoid the mirror, and I hated any pictures of me. Even though makeup did help at times, all I could see was my ugly, bumpy skin. At some point, I did go to a dermatologist, but even with the long and expensive treatments, I still had breakouts all the way up until my early 20s. Now, thankfully, that experience left no visible scars behind, but it did, however, leave a deep scar on my self-esteem, which took many years to fade. Adolescence. It's a powerful time of transformation. A time where some children's talents and skills really start to emerge, just as their independence begins to grow. I can still remember Paul Rudd in many of our high school plays tapping into his natural gifts, while I, like the ugly duckling, struggled with myself, not knowing who I was or what I would become. Like many high schools, we too had our fair share of social pressures and social cliques. We had the jocks, the cheerleaders, the preppies, nerds, partiers, loners, and just plain odd ducks. But I was a closeted artist. I was an average student making average grades, working at an average part-time job, just trying to make it to graduation. I just wasn't into school. And the only two classes that I ever liked 
where psychology and art. Mr. Dakotas was a very cool, laid-back teacher with a hippie vibe. He was also one of my favorites and taught ceramics during my sophomore year of high school. He was a short and stocky guy with a full beard and mustache. He often wore his favorite styled Hawaiian shirts with his Birkenstock sandals and often smelled of patchouli. Well, one day, as he was walking around observing the art and listening in on the conversations, he stopped by my desk. He looked me straight in the eye and said, you should become an art therapist because you would be really good at it then smiled and walked away. I sat there puzzled as I had no idea what an art therapist even was. So at the end of class, I stopped by his desk to ask him more about it. It sounded like the perfect career blend of both my passions, but it would require a number of years in college. College? It was a word rarely spoken in my family. My parents couldn't afford to pay for my college, so it was rarely ever talked about. And taking out a school loan would be an extra financial burden no one could afford. In truth, I was barely motivated to get through high school, so how was it going to make it through many more years of college? But Mr. Dakota saw something in me, and that vision really sparked some motivation like never before. So while the rest of my classmates were finishing up their final semester in high school, I had managed to graduate early and begin my first few classes at the local community college in town. There is a famous saying that says all children are artists. The problem is how to remain one once they grow up. That quote is by one of my favorite artists. His name is Pablo Picasso. Pablo Picasso was born in Spain in 1881. Taught by his father, he began learning art at the early age of seven, and by nine, he had completed his first painting. But although he showed prolific talents with art, he suffered in school. As a dyslexic child, he struggled in keeping up with the other students, which left him very angry and frustrated. But like many artists do, Pablo Picasso was able to channel all of his emotional frustrations and created many works of art because of it. His disability would later prove to be a great influence that helped him innovate one of the most influential art styles known throughout the world. That style is called Cubism. This pioneering art style became so revolutionary and famous that it continues to shape and inspire the modern art culture of today. Like many artists, Pablo Picasso dealt with his own share of poverty, insecurity, losses, and tragedies. But despite his many struggles, he went on to become one of the most famous artists in the world. Insecurity. It's a feeling that many artists know all too well and must deal with throughout their entire careers. But as you've just heard, I've pretty much been dealing with insecurity since I was a teenager. 
The very fact that I've even written and published one book is truly a miracle in and of itself, given how insecure I used to feel. But when I think back on my adolescent times, I now realize how much I beat myself up. Because honestly, how could I have known what I truly wanted to do with my life when I barely even knew who I was? But the truth is, it's not just artists who feel insecure. We all do. Everyone feels insecure at times, and we feel it throughout various stages of our lives. But it's human, it's normal, and there's nothing to be ashamed of, as we are all a work in progress. And in today's ever-changing world with all the chaos and uncertainty, feeling insecure is almost expected and normal these days. I mean, if we have learned anything from this 2020 pandemic, it's that nothing is really secure at all. So, how can we get past the feelings of feeling insecure? Well, as an artist and an empath, I've had to deal with a lot of anxieties and insecurities. I found some specific methods that I have to use when dealing with these challenging times. So if you're feeling insecure these days, here's a few Mickey fixes that might help. Number one, tap into your superpower. There are things we can do that can really help us feel empowered. And chances are, if you're feeling insecure these days, then you have forgotten to do that. So do the things that make you feel empowered. Talk to God, take a nature walk, clean your house, help someone in need, watch an inspirational movie or listen to inspirational music, or call a family or friend that you haven't spoken to in a while. These are but just a few ways to help you get reconnected with your spirit once again. Number two, stop competing and comparing yourself with others. I mean, remember, the ugly duckling compared himself to the birds that weren't even of his own kind. So think about that. We are all unique individuals with very unique talents and gifts. And you never know what you will truly become unless you really get out there and try. Number three, your words really do have power. It has been said that there is life and death in the power of the tongue and that no man can tame the tongue. And what we continue to say, we will eventually believe. So speak positive words about your life. I'm a huge believer of positive affirmations, quotes, and scriptures, as they have really gotten me through some really tough times. I start and end my day with positive affirmations. Scripture says, let the weak say I am strong, and let the poor say I am rich. Those scriptures are also affirmations. Make a deck of affirmation cards. So let's say you are feeling insecure about the area of money. Go to the store and buy a package of blank index cards. And on one side of the card, you're going to write a positive affirmation statement about money. So instead of saying something like, money is the root to all evil, which is something I grew up believing, you can say something like, money is a good and helpful tool 
put down whatever statement you can believe in. Then on the other side, you're going to actually draw a symbol of money. Now, you don't have to be a good artist, but just draw something that's easy and will represent money for you. It could be a dollar sign, it could be a bag of money, maybe it could be coins, dollar bills, because the very act of drawing something will also help draw it to you. So make as many cards as you can with various affirmation statements on them and then read them as often as you can. Another thing you can do is you can create what I call a boost banner. So many years ago when I was working in an office before my art career began, my friend Georgia had made me a huge paper banner for my birthday. And it was just a banner that said Mickey is, and then there was about 20 positive adjectives after my name, like friendly, caring, beautiful, funny, intelligent. I mean, she just had all these words. It was such a sweet gift. And it was so sweet that I left it in my cubicle for weeks. And every time that I had a bad time at work, I can just read that banner and I instantly felt better. Little did she know what that banner did for me and I still have it to this day. So there you go. Make a boost banner for yourself. Go to the store and buy a blank roll of paper and colorful markers. And then write down positive words about whatever area you're feeling insecure in. Let's say you are struggling in the area of money. Then write down your name, is, and then write down all the words to describe abundance and prosperous, rich, wealthy, uh, millionaire, whatever, whatever the words come to mind. Put a whole slew of them down, one after another, and then hang it up so you can see it every single day. Number four, and this is an obvious one, but try to block out as much negativity in your world as you can, and that includes the news. Yes, I think the news should have a health warning label sign across it when it comes across the TV now, because it really feels hazardous to my emotional health. I cannot watch the news anymore. It's too depressing, and you know what? It's doing me no good. I can't control everything going on in the world. I just can't. So why watch it? You really need to take an inventory of your life and see where your negative sources are coming from because that, that alone can really make a person feel insecure. Maybe it's a person you're hanging out with. Maybe they're a source of negativity. So you can either reduce it or eliminate it, but make a move toward eliminating the negativity in your world. Number five, write down all the accomplishments that you are proud of. Now, although this may sound silly and simple, it really can do wonders for the soul because we have a tendency to forget things we do. And the older you get, trust me, the easier it is to forget. <laughs> I literally for quite some time felt very underachieved in my life. And then a friend of mine sat down one day and said, wait a minute, look at all the things you've done. And she rattled a lot of them off to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I have done quite a bit. Number six, try a new landscape design. 
Okay, just like the ugly duckling, sometimes we have to change our environment or landscape in some manner in order for us to feel better. And if you can't physically leave the environment, here are some ways to make a difference. Change the furniture or change it around. So growing up in my family, we didn't have much money. So one of the things my mom used to do is she would change our living room around periodically. And it really did change the energy of the room. Now, let's say you have old furniture and you just don't like it. You don't have to spend a lot of money to change and get brand new furniture. You can get slip covers, you can get new pillows, even just accent pieces can really make a difference in a house. Cleaning up your environment can make a difference. Now, if you don't have the best housekeeping skills, that alone can make you feel really insecure. If it's overwhelming, start small. Set the timer for 10 minutes and tell yourself, I'm gonna clean an area for 10 minutes and then be done for the day. That's it, 10 minutes. You'd be surprised if you did that every day, how much you can accomplish. Color your world. Okay, get bold and paint some walls with bright colors or even an accent wall. I had a girlfriend of mine who painted an entire living room with this bright, bright orange. And when you walked in, you're like, whoa. Every time I sat in that room, I instantly felt energized and happy. Colors like oranges, pinks, yellows, turquoises, and even bright greens can really lift a spirit. Now, sometimes we do need a change of scenery, physically. So if you can't afford a true vacation right now, then take a mini trip, even if overnight. Be adventurous and explore a new city or town that's maybe a few hours away from where you live, that you've never been to, even if by yourself. Sometimes those little trips can be the best ones. Number six, make a gift to give. Okay, this is a great ego booster for somebody, and it doesn't matter if you've never made anything before. Given this time of year, this is especially good. So try making a gift with your very own hands, because people really do appreciate this. Maybe bake a pie, create a pair of earrings, paint a Christmas ornament, carve something out of wood, try something. Because when you make something with your very own hands, it is special. It's a genuine, one-of-a-kind, handmade item that was made with heart and soul. And then when you're finished, give it to someone special. And if you don't like what you made, if you're embarrassed or you're, just, you're not happy about it, then wrap it up and place it in a public area where you know it will be found. And walk away as a secret Santa and trust that you will make someone's day extra special. Number seven, self-reflection. When the ugly duckling was finally able to see his reflection in the water, it was only then that he was finally able to see his real beauty. The mirror is a very powerful self-reflection tool, not only just for our physical selves, but it can also be a very powerful tool for our inner selves as well. So if you were having trouble looking in the mirror, then that's exactly what you need to do. See, even after my acne had cleared up, I still struggled with low self-esteem. 
Why? Because I hardly ever looked in the mirror. So I had to force myself to spend time in the mirror literally every day, even if just for five minutes a day. And over time, I was finally able to really see my clear skin for the first time. And that's when my self-esteem began to improve. So if you're struggling with your self-image, then spend some time in the mirror. Do some real positive self-talk and really look into your eyes. And hopefully, in time, you will discover the real beauty that's within you. Number eight, support and gratitude. Support is everything and can come in a variety of ways. Just like when the ugly duckling was finally able to find birds of his own kind, it's important for us to surround ourselves with people of our own kind. So call friends, connect with family members, join a group, or even some YouTube channels can really help. Recently, I found a YouTube channel over these two artists that I really like, and they really share a lot of the struggles they go through, and that has been incredibly therapeutic for me. And of course, in the spirit of the holiday season, I cannot forget gratitude. So I wanted to take a minute to thank all my friends, family, and listeners. There are no words to truly express the level of gratitude I have for all the support in my life and in the support of my dreams. I would not be where I am today without the support of all those people. I also want to apologize for my airtime scheduled delays and hope to be back on my regular schedule very soon. Again, thank you for all your support and I want to wish each and every one of you a wonderful and magical holiday season. I want to thank you for listening in to my podcast today. I hope you liked it and will continue to follow my journey along with me. If you'd like to support my podcast, you can do so by offering a monthly pledge of as little as a dollar by visiting my Wild Soul Magic page on www.spotify.com and click on the link at the bottom of the description. And please know that your support and pledges are greatly appreciated. So take care, stay safe. This is Mickey signing off with Wild Soul Magic.